Well, hi, everybody. I'm Bill Little. And this... Oh, my God. <laughs> Burning city behind me. Uh, <laughs> Zoe had a friend uh, run up some graphics for us, so we'd love to hear what you think about those uh, in the background. Uh, gives the show a certain kind of professionalism that it certainly lacks uh, otherwise. Uh, I'm here with my friend Alfonso Rachel, and this is the Virtue Signal, where we talk about the some of the morality behind politics. Uh, Zoe just uh, did um, a couple segments of our Right Angle show as we record this, and um, and New York Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo is in real trouble. In fact, by the time this airs, he may actually have resigned. Uh, we just now heard that uh, uh, Joe Biden has asked him to resign, but I don't want to talk about him specifically. However, I did think it would be interesting to talk about politicians, because he gave this speech, which was very, you know, all the boxes were checked, deeply, deeply um, remorseful and surprised, really, that anyone could take those perfectly you know, normal gestures that he's done for 40 years, so take them in the wrong way. Sorry if anybody was offended by these uh, inappropriate acts of, again, the whole thing, right? And, and I was saying on, on one of the Right Angle shows, I said, if I had been falsely accused, I would say, I didn't do it. They're lying. I know they're lying, and I know they can't prove it, and the reason they can't prove it is because I didn't do it. But you never hear that from politicians. They're a special breed of people. There's a, a, a worse breed as a general rule. You know, it's funny. Uh, politicians have been held in contempt all throughout history and all across the world. In every single culture, all throughout history, the people that strive for public office, uh, even even in, in a, a government that's not even uh, necessarily a democracy, office seekers, you know, hmm. there's just something wrong with these rascals. Man, that's a uh, so I mean, I'm surprised, I guess, maybe in a way relieved that. You know, now he's in trouble. He's finally in trouble now. Right. He <laughs> killed, killed a couple thousand people or 10,000 people. That's nothing. But yeah. Um, yeah. Now he's in trouble because now he's violated uh, the the sacred code of the left in terms of um, the status of victims. And we've been told all this time that we must always bleed the women no matter what. Well, in this particular case, a number of women, I think 11, came forward and they're all pretty credible. Mm. But now he's forced to actually live up to the standards that he's trying to enforce on other people. And it's not so much Cuomo, so mm. is it's just... I don't know what it is about politicians, but you can count the honest ones on a hand. And and just about everybody else is in it for different nefarious reasons. They say it's the public service, but I don't think it is. What do you think causes so many politician-type people to go into politics? Yeah, well, I guess there's that, uh, that ego, man, that just feels like, hey— I know how things are supposed to be and uh, I want to go ahead and I want to, you know, I want to make the institutions that are going to make people have to abide by these things or, you know, maybe they feel like there's, you know, people's like personal Jesus or something like that, you know, that are going to represent an office. And, uh, you know, and but, you know, I don't I don't like to think of it as people. They get this power and they feel like they can get away with these people always. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. If you can get away with it, you can get away with it. Um, you know, and it's weird that. But here's but actually, I want I want to say this, though. Cuomo was able to get away with what he was able to get away with because of the media and the propaganda machine making what conservatives are and what they're doing, particularly when it comes to like racism, that is more evil than what Cuomo was doing. 
That's that's what it comes down to. And he went and, you know, and he took on the occupation that he that he did uh, because, hey, as long as I'm writing the laws, then I'm above the law and I can go ahead and get away with whatever I want. Yeah, and, yeah. and here's but here's the uh, here's the biblical lesson in this. When when Moses was given the Ten Commandments, the Lord wrote the law on both sides of the tablet. And it's like, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, what that means is, hey, Moses, you're not above the law. All right. You're going to be given a lot of power. That's an interesting point. I did not know that story. So yes. you, you're not, it's not like you're holding it up for them to see and you don't have anything to look at, right? It's like, yeah, you're, it, this applies to both sides of the, the tab. Yes. The law is looking right back at you. And, and it's, it's, it's more than that because it's like God even said, man, I'm going to make you God before Pharaoh. You, you will represent me before Pharaoh, but before it goes to your head, I want you to know, before that stuff goes to your head at some point, you're going to need to know that the law still applies to you. You are not above the law. Even when Jesus came, the, the writer of the law himself, you know, dude, I, not only did I write the law, I am the law. But in my humility, I will let you know that I will even be subject to my own law and I will die by this law. Right. So it's like this is a lesson that politicians need to understand as well. You're going to impose these laws on people. These laws apply to you, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, the whole idea of a, of a democracy, uh, especially a republic uh, that's based on, on democracy, is that we have a, a contract. We have an agreement. We agree that we will allow certain people to have power over our lives, mm. coercive power over our lives. Yeah. And the other side of the deal is we get to choose who it is and they have to follow the same laws we do. Now, we are well into the area where neither one of these two things are true anymore. And this is when people start to get to the point where they realize, OK, well, if the laws don't apply to them, speaking of, of current events, Barack Obama is about to have his uh, 60th birthday party or something. He's inviting 450 people. Mm. They're all going to be out there partying and they're not going to be wearing masks. They may get out of their car wearing masks, but we all know the second they get inside there, they're not going to wear their masks. Mm. And so <laughs> it, it's gotten to the point where with this and, and Nancy Pelosi calling up in the, in the early days of the pandemic, I need my hair colored. Open up the, um, the hair salon that I've closed and it'll put you out of business business, open it up for me and I'll come down there. You can do my hair. I won't wear a mask. Gavin Newsom goes to the French laundry in the middle of uh, the, the beginning of the pandemic. He's having $400 dinner with nine healthcare professionals indoors, shoulder to shoulder, no masks. So, so there's getting to be a point now where it's not even about their own personal enrichment or personal aggrandizement, now it's starting to feel like we're almost being trolled by these people, you know? Like, right. like we're really having our noses rubbed in it. Yes, yes. And Nancy, you know, she gets to go get her hair did and stuff like that. And, and you know, people want these, um, I mean, there's many incentives of why people want these positions of influence, whether it's politics, whether it's entertainment, uh, you know, these prestigious occupations that they can get into. And, um, you know, they really do feel like they're above the law. I mean, I, I remember a band, um, Jane's Addiction, used to be one of my favorite bands. Sure. And um, and even Perry Farrell would say, well, why did I go into rock and roll? Because I want to get away with doing stuff. If yeah. I want to go into a restaurant and act a fool, I can get away with it. I want to jump up on the table and just and go right. berserk. He's a rock star, man. He a, of, course he, of course he trashed his hotel room. Right? 
Now, who who wouldn't want that lifestyle, right? It's like, wow, man, I get to I get to do all this stuff, and people are going to cheer for me. Or if I go to if I have a hold a campaign, I'm going to have you know thousands of people out there cheering for me and stuff like that, and holding up signs, root for me, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, who who wouldn't want that? I mean, I'm not saying that everybody would want that, but there's gonna that's going to appeal to a lot of people. And then you can go in and you can make laws that that you can get away with, or um, your your family can get away with stuff, and you know you can have like the press defending you, depending on what side of the aisle you're on and who can be bought off, why not? Yeah, so so that's that, that let's take a look at that one one of many um, incentives for people. Uh, there's no question that power is an aphrodisiac and the more mm. powerful you are, the more attractive you are. I'm utterly convinced by looking at the lights of like Rod Stewart and Mick Jagger that <laughs> that that once uh, women tilt their head above like 25 degrees, something happens to the hormonal flow. Anybody <laughs> on stage is like automatically uh, there, you know, mm. there's there's a there's the fame quality aspect to it, especially when you get into higher levels like with with Cuomo and, and the presidency and so on. There's the um, the power aspect of it. And so a lot of people, I don't want to mention anybody, anybody specifically, certainly not Bill Clinton. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you think that the only reason they're in politics is is, is just so they can score. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, uh, man, this is, you know, I wasn't always a Christian, man. And one of my favorite stand-up acts was uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Delirious. And, you know, he said it flat out. Why do people go into, um, you know, for uh, music or comedy for yep. Sex. That's why that's we. It. That's why we go into sing. it. Sing. Yes, just just, <laughs> just sing. Just sing. <laughs> right. Michael so, Jackson. Not the most masculine, masculine guy in the world. <laughs> now, that's a great set. He's absolutely right. He's right. I mean, and I admit it. That's why when I went into, I wanted to be a rock star, man, and, sure. and that was the purpose of it. It's like the women, and uh, you know, it's. You know, when you just feel like you can get away with these things and you can be as obnoxious as you want and just flaunt it. Uh, you know, yeah, it's like you said, it's an aphrodisiac. And but that's not the power, though. The power—it's really the weakness. When people take the power that they have and they do these things with it, that's not the power that's corrupting them. If they really had power, a sense of power, like willpower, they would resist these things. They wouldn't be like surprised, like Cuomo being like, "Well, what? What? I well, I'm sorry that you took my sexual assault as something being bad. I, I mean, I, I met it in the uh, butt. I, I apologize if that's how you took it. I'm doing I you don't... a favor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically to... what he was saying, by the way. He said he's been so empathetic and helped so many people through sexual harassment things that he was just he was just you know openly emoting and 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 I, I'm right. astonished that somebody could take that the wrong way. You know, it's like I mean, what happened to the age of self esteem? I thought you guys needed a self esteem boost, and you know, and and with these with these, I mean, he must have did something really bad. I mean, really oh, bad. Oh, he did. You know, he did. Yeah, he's I'm, he's he's got a real mm. he's got a real laundry list of serious complaints. I think eleven women, all of them very credible. Mm. But yeah, so the so yeah, yeah, and and hey, you you know you reap what you sow, man. And uh, at some point, you know, and I, I, you know, I hate to delight in these people like turning against us. Like, okay, you guys are really starting to eat your own. They've been eating their own for a while, but for some reason though, Bill, it's like they can eat their own and somehow 
become more of a menace with it. It's like, man, you guys are able to eat your own and still gain protein and, and muscle mass mm. to become this monster that you're becoming. Uh, so it's it's quite it's like a, a cow getting stronger off of eating its own milk, you know. Mm. It, but they're able to do that and become more of a menace. But I hope at some point, you know, uh, we'll be able to, you know, really swing back against these people. All right, so let's move down the food chain a little bit from <laughs> things like governors and presidents and maybe even senators or something. Um, because to them, there there is a superstar appeal to that, and that's that certainly drives people like Bill Clinton, Ted Kennedy, you know, uh, all of them. I remember P.J. O'Rourke was talking about this. I think it was, I think it was '88. I'm not sure about this, but I think it was when when Kennedy was giving a speech for Dukakis at the Democratic National Convention, something like that. And, and, and the refrain he kept using was, where was George? Meaning George H.W. Bush, right? Where was George? Where was George? And here's Ted Kennedy giving the speech and, and somebody in the room, some conservative in the room shouted, where was George? And he said, he was at home in bed with his wife and he was dry, you know? Uh, so, so let's move down a little bit. I, I, just one of the things I just said once during one of my public uh, speaking events was, you know, we're trying to understand this motivation of politicians. And I say, you know, it's a lot easier to tax a business than it is to run a business. Mm -hmm. And and I think there's a fundamental laziness involved with people who, who become uh, really like addicted to this idea of political power. You get some mediocrity like Barack Obama or Joe Biden, to say the least. And you hear Barack Obama saying things like, well, I, uh, you know, I don't think anyone should have a private jet and everybody's made enough money and so on. And here's the guy with the biggest private jet in the world, right? I mean, he's got, he's got a 747. That's all his. And he's got another one right behind it in case something happens to the first one. Mm. So, so politics allows people who are not willing to put in 20 years or 30 years of, of really high-level hard work or come up with a product that somebody wants or deal with all the disappointments and all the rejections necessary to run a business and all the headaches, there are certain people that understand that if you just go through the neighborhood, have a good smile, knock on some doors and promise people, other people stuff, mm. then you essentially, you we'll talk about corruption in a minute, but you get all of the trappings of wealth, right? You get the, well, my uh, the esteemed colleague, you get the good tables at restaurants. You, you never drive again, right? You've got all these aids. You, you, you've you got first-class travel everywhere you go. So it's kind of a, a lazy way for mediocre people to get the things that, that hardworking people sometimes achieve if they work very hard and they're very lucky. It, it, this is like some Rod Serling stuff, man. The irony and and the just the Twilight Zone-esque nature of this. You know, it's... How Democrats, you know, these leftists are able to market, you know, and, and promote the very things that are destroying the things that they're taking advantage of to get all the affluence that they have. I mean, these people have taken, I mean, gross advantage of the free market, totally mm -hmm. perverted capitalism, turned it into crony capitalism. We got this cronyism going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've got even they're even out there able to tell people. I mean, these people are marketing geniuses, right? They're telling people that uh, we're gonna spend all this money to, for the people's safety and we're gonna save you with uh, all this money that we're gonna spend. It's like, no, man, this isn't a gift you guys are charging us. But people are sold on the idea that they're That's giving right. them us this gift of like vaccine. We're and, taking and, your money and then we're <laughs> presenting some small portion of it back to you so now get down and worship me. Right, right. It's, yeah. it, and even right now, you know, when we're talking about all these jobs that are available, 
you know, and uh, we got a lot of people out there not taking the jobs. And we got to be careful with that because, well, one of the reasons why there's so many jobs available, it's not because Biden is overseeing some fabulous job market. It's because people are it's not so much that they're even losing their job and it's just surplus of jobs. They're being forced out of work. It's like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of jobs available because like you can either take this shot and not go to work. Or you just gonna lose your job. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of jobs opening up right now. And, but they're able to sell it and get people to go along with it to make it look like, hey, there's this huge job market. So these people, man, the, what they're able to get away with for the purpose of destroying the things that have given them, you know, so much, I mean, freedom, yeah. stature, what have you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is a Twilight Zone episode, mm -hmm. you know. Submitted for your approval. <laughs> Mr. Biden is about to take a trip into oddness and obsolescence. Uh, the um, so again, let's work our way down the, the food chain of these uh, horrible creatures. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's astonishing, really, when you think about it. It's really quite lucky the number of people who are public servants on seventy, eighty thousand dollar a year salaries who retire as multimillionaires. It's convenient how that works out. But I think even on some lower level than than the money and the power and the and the, the perks, there are people who just like telling other people what to do. They just like it. And 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 you sometimes not always. Uh, I don't want to be unfair because I've had some some actually really good experiences at DMV with people behind the counter. I've never had a good DMV experience. But nevertheless, I've also had times when I realize this person is enjoying the fact that they're having a conversation, talking to each other, and they see there's a line of like 60 people standing out there. They're not in any hurry. They're, you can tell. You can tell when there are times when they are just plain grooving on the fact that for this hour and a half or two hours, you are at their mercy, and you are just going to have to do what they say, when they say it, in the time they say it, and there's something very, very petty about that. Yeah, a lot of times, I mean, I, I hate to, you know, say that, you know, sometimes people need to grow up and stuff like that, you know, but yeah, sometimes you just, you, you just need to grow up. And this is coming from somebody who, who relies on, on his boyish charm, right? It's like, it's like, I'm one of those people, it's like, to wear a suit for me is very uncomfortable. I'm always in jeans and a t-shirt, okay? Sure. Yeah, uh, I know I'm, I dress I'm, like a child too. Right. It's like, I'm not, I'm not the most, you know, professional image, but at the same time, you know, there does come a point where a person needs to grow. And I, I know all about that. It's like people take their these these juvenile behaviors that they have and they just take them into their adulthood. I remember like, you know, um, I think in high school, like even uh, uh, I don't know, it was my, even my sophomore year. Uh, I remember I, I wanted to be drum major. Right. Why? You would have been a fine drum major. I, you know, looking back, though, if, if you knew me then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. And, and but but. One of the reasons why, you know, I was in I was in Naval Sea Cadet Corps. You know, I thought I had these, you know, credentials and stuff like that where I could be a good job, but I was actually still very undisciplined and I thought I was entitled to it. And that was just, and, and I, and looking back, I knew it. I knew that I felt entitled and pitched a fit because I didn't get, it. I'm talking, you want to see the mother of all hissy fits because I didn't get drum major, which in itself was a testimony that, yeah, dude, we were right to not pick <laughs> you for drum major, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I settled for sergeant at arms. 
And it was like, they gave it to me as a consolation right here, just so you'll be quiet. And you know, why? But why did I want that? So because I wanted power. You know, some people like, you know, like their home life and stuff like that. You know, you're raised by a single mom who's trying to play both the mom and the dad. And we've heard a lot of that. And I talk about Mm -hmm. that a lot. You know, when you have people, you know, when you're raised by mom saying, I have to be both the mother and the father. And then we wonder why people are so sexually confused now, can't decide on whether they're a boy or a girl. But when you have this overbearing, you know, not trying to downplay my mom, she did the best that she could, but you know, when you're trying to manage, you know, and, and just, just get by and there seems like there's so much control and you can't do anything right and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people like that. Even if, uh, and like I said, some people, they don't have it like that at all. They come from these families that are wealthy and stuff like that, but they feel bad about it. And then they need a struggle to latch on to. Right. They're like parasites and they try to latch on to a struggle like mine. Right. And they take these things into adulthood. It's like, look, grow up, grow out of it. All right. It's like I understand that you want to feel some liberty. You want to feel you want to have control. You don't want to be controlled. You want to have control. And you feel like other people should have to abide by these things that you want and stuff like that. Man, I I know all about it. I've been there, you know, and like I said, at some point, you got to know when to just grow out of that and realize and have the discernment of what's good law and what's bad law. And right now, there's just a whole lot of bad law that's being imposed on us for the, you know, and of course, for the wrong reasons. And there, there is no yeah. right reason for it. But, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, I never really thought about it before, but drum major is the only job I can actually think of where you are actually genuinely paid to strut. That's the <laughs> whole thing, right, is how much can you peacock this up? You got this outfit, you got the big thing, you know, you got the, the whole thing. Yeah. Um the only people who should be drum majors are people who don't want to be drum majors. And I think the same thing applies to politicians. So just mm. one last uh, little pass at this thing. I think the one reason, uh, in fact, I'm sure, the, the reason that so many people who've been, who've been politicians throughout history and, and, and across the world, the reason that so many of them are, are, are so rightfully despised is that it seems like the single main quality about a politician that most people find reprehensible is they don't seem to have any core beliefs or any principles. They simply will tell you what you want to hear in order for them to get into this office. And then once they get into the office, they will do whatever they want to do or whatever is best for their own pocket or whatever. There's nothing there. It's The whole idea of a representative uh democracy of a republic is that we're going to get together and pick one individual who is going to represent at least the majority of the people in this Mm. district or state or whatever the case may be. And you would like to think that since I have principles and I'm going to send you over there to vote on my behalf, I'd kind of like you to have some principles too. But but the quality of, of politicians that seems to be most outstanding is their utter absolute complete lack of morals you know i'm running for re-election and these are the things that i believe in with all my heart and if you don't like them i've got other things that i believe in with all my heart and 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 i'll put those out there too just so long as you know as i get back into the into the club and all the benefits and all the rest of this stuff yeah it's um i don't know man once again you know people's reasons for wanting to do that it, it it goes all the way back you know once again here's the word and this is my policy. And if you don't like it, you know, this it's like there's the door and they got ushered out. Now, that doesn't seem fair. But at the same time, you did have these people who looked at that. And despite everything that they had, it's like you, you're still not satisfied. That's not good enough. And well, you know what? Uh, 
I want that power and I'm gonna set things the way that I want to set them. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, what is what is the psychology behind that? You know, people have been going around in circles with this for 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 thousands of years. You know, going going around with circles with somebody who just wants to do what they want to do, and and not only do they want to have the liberty to do it, they want to have the position to do it, and 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 make their vices and make their desires, no matter how uh, just really against other people's liberty they may be they just they just feel like they have to have them mm-hmm. and there's there's really and the thing is there's no justification for it there's a, a person can try to study it all they want um people are still going to do it and that experiment has been going on for years it's like for some reason we have this idea that that we can solve it and it's like after this experience is scientifically, logically, when you're like, no, this isn't necessarily something that we can solve in the conventional or traditional ways that we think that we can solve it. It doesn't work that way. But and the, the actual answer to it, of course, is to be able to get over that pride. It takes humility because we see it, right? We see these people go into their position. They, they have the pride, the hubris, if you will, to assume that they have what it takes to tell other people what to do. And, you know, once once you have that pride and that pride sets in and you give that person, uh, that prideful person a position in office, you know, that's when you just start to see society just really start to crumble. And and who's where does that come from first, though, especially with America? Where does that come from first? Is it from the office or is it from the people who put them there? Who nah, actually, there you, go. you know, who takes the blame for this? You know, we can we can try to, you know, be like, oh, man, we, we're this and we're that. And we have this intelligence. It's like, yeah, but for some reason, these foolish people are getting in the office <laughs> and getting all the money and getting all the fame and getting all the power. You know, so, you know, where does where does the uh, where does the blame actually stop? Yeah, that's the problem with a democracy in a, in a republic. It's so much fun to blame politicians, but eventually somebody's going to point out the inconvenient truth of who actually picks them and mm-hmm. sends them there. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me that uh, that conservatives have basically made two really critical errors over the last many, many years, decades, really. Mm. Uh, one of them is we walk away from the pop culture because yes. we're not really very good at that kind of thing, which means that since we leave the... Uh, the battlefield, it's a, it's a buy. It's just, they just, it's a default win for the left. Yes. And we also walk away from politics too. Um, we don't want anything to do with it because we're honest people. We've got better things to do with our time. But if all the good, honest people are avoiding politics like the plague, then the only people that are going to be in politics are people who are comfortable with plagues. <laughs> and we are uh, learning our lesson uh, every day about how that's turning out. Yeah. So sometimes we just have to roll up our sleeves and get dirty and get in the, in the middle of this thing. Uh, and that's what citizen representation is supposed to be. You really should have to pass a lie detector test to, for elected office. And the question is, do you want this job? And if they say yes, then you are immediately dismissed. Uh, yeah. You are no longer uh, a candidate. The only people who should be politicians are people who, who don't want to go. Yeah. I would go, I'd be down for a lottery for that, but you never know what you're going to get with that. But I don't say it could be much worse, honestly. Yeah. Uh, this show is made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com, and uh, we're very grateful for your support there. As always, grateful that you're able to bring Alfonso onto the show. So for uh, my friend Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. We'll see you next time here on The Virtue Signal. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in for some Sledge covers, where I put a sledge edge on songs from back in the day, particularly from the 70s and the 80s. Bell bottoms to parachute pants, baby. 
If you dig what you hear, you can download all these songs for free or drop a buck in a guitar case if you like. I wouldn't mind that. You can also check out original 20-pound sledge jams too. You can also download all those for free or make a donation. Thank you so much for supporting. Links are in the description field. Sledge on! Street. 
Song stopped. What's up? Man, I feel kind of silly singing the quad dilly quad quad parts. Really? Yeah. Actually, you know what's really silly, man? What? You in here talking to yourself and posting it online. And playing with yourself, too. I play the instruments myself. Don't get it twisted, pervert. I know you are, but what am I? I'll give you a hint. I'm you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Want to get back to that silly sing-along? Hmm?
Put your hands where you feel it, yeah!